Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Um, we'll talk about uh, Sasha Boy in a moment. We'll talk about Brian Sargossa as well, who might join the club ahead of time. We're also going to talk about um, Jonah Kasi Asare, the young Swedish kid. So we're going to get to all of that. But before we start with all of that, Stefan, we want to talk about Jacob Ramsey, who is a player that could join Bayern Munich. It's probably not going to happen in the winter. It's probably going to be one for June if it does happen. It's a very interesting player. I think he also fits the profile of what Christoph Freund wants to do a lot better than some of the other names that we've um, seen Bayern linked with. And I, think, I, I personally think that includes um, Jao Palinja, who, who didn't join the club in the summer. Yeah. Um, you wrote a fantastic piece on him for Transfermarkt. So I'm going to give you the floor um, on Jacob Ramsey and why this is such an intriguing possible move. Yeah, so as you said, he's definitely a kind of player that Definitely fits the more uh, the the Freund um, style of uh, signings. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even even if you kind of compare him to Polinio, it's a very different profile. You know, one's a kind of well, a senior player, shall we say, or a or experienced yep. player in the Premier League. Uh, and Ramsey is, you know, a player who's still coming of age at Aston Villa. Uh, he kind of broke into the team over the last kind of couple of seasons. Uh, he kind of came through the youth teams. Um, at Aston Villa and, and tracked up a lot of entrance, attention um, in 38 games for the under-18s he got 16 goals and 4 assists for the under-21s he picked up 8 goals and 7 assists um, and he's kind of slotted into that kind of Villa team as a player who can play as a number 8 he can play as a number 10 um, he's had some issues with injury this season um, but last season he picked up 6 goals and 7 assists in the Premier League which is really impressive um, and as you said, the Athletic have linked him um, mm-hmm. with a move to Bayern Munich. They're saying a lot of clubs are interested in signing the kid. Um, yeah. There's quite a lot of interest because um, Aston Villa might potentially have to start selling some players in the summer um, if they want to kind of abide by not just FFP, but also um, the Premier League's own kind of financial fair play rules. Um which you know has led to the player being linked to Newcastle, who uh, even though Eddie Howe actually came out this week and said it's it's nonsense basically because Newcastle have their own FFP issues, um, and anyone who's kind of been wondering why there hasn't been that many big deals this summer or this month rather is because a lot of English clubs are contending with um, how to kind of navigate those um, limitations. But anyway, Newcastle are a club have been linked. Tottenham have been linked. Arsenal were also linked with him today, but of course, one we're focused on are Bar Munich. And you know, he's a young player; he's still kind of coming to um, coming to age at Villa. But I think he's definitely still a player who would also demand a huge transfer fee. Now uh, he's got market value on transfer market of forty two million euros. I don't think it would cost quite as much as Palinha or the figures quoted for Palinha, but you're still probably talking about maybe fifty million euros in the summer. 
Um, but it would be an interesting one to look at. Um, I actually have his mm-hmm. figures open in front of me, and what kind of intrigues me about him is that he's very good at dribbling with the ball. Um, and actually, you know, I've actually got like his his his, his pass radar open for his stats radar open in front of me. And what and I, and what I decided to do was actually overlay it with Jamal Musialis from last season. And I'm actually looking at Ramsey's stats from last season because, as I said, he has mm-hmm. had some injuries this year. And what really intrigues me about him is that he's almost he's quite similar to Musiala in the sense that uh, both players really really thrive on their ability to dribble with the ball. Um, his his dribbles per game are right up there. He actually averaged just under uh, Musiala's last season. Um, and I think what's really interesting as well is that his forward passing is almost identical to Musiala's. Um, and his um. His key passing is not quite the same as Musiala's, but I think that's okay because Musiala's played in a very dominant team in the Bundesliga where he gets to kind of, you know, sit on the edge of the opposing box most games and he has an an, an incredible array of world-class forwards to kind of play off, whereas, you know, obviously Ramsey's playing probably more box-to-box in a, admittedly, a Villa team who are punched above their weight, but I think many would classify as like a top-eight side in the, in the Premier League rather than a, a dominant team. And actually, I then thought, okay, so he has some of the attributes that Musiala shows in an attacking sense, but if you actually then look at the fact that he plays more of a box-to-box player for Aston Villa, I then overlaid his stats with Jamal, uh, not Jamal, sorry, and Jude Bellingham's stats in his last season at Dortmund, and there's also a lot of similarities there. He's got the same kind of forward passing rate as as, Dor- as, as Bellingham. He's got the same kind of um, success rate in terms of passes. And actually, what he also stands out very well is even though he's not, he didn't, he's not making as many defensive actions as Bellingham did in his final year at Dortmund. He's making, he's completing as many tackles as Bellingham did. There's many interceptions. There's many kind of pick up ball losses. So, to cut a long story short, really, and to kind of finish my rant, um, <laughs> he's a player who could who could develop into a kind of Musiala style number ten. Or he could develop into a more kind of rounded number eight, much like Jude Bellingham. Yeah. And obviously, you know, at the age of 22, um, he turns 23 this year, but still very, very young player. And, you know, a player who Bayern could easily spend 50, 60 million euros on and basically spend the next 10 years kind of developing into what kind of midfielder they want. That's usually fascinating um, in so many ways because, like you right, fully pointed out, that kind of eliminates this idea that they're going to sign him with more of a roving central midfielder, almost a number 10, right? Like more number eight than rather than number six. Um, makes me think that, and we've seen, we haven't, I mean, the links to any number sixes has been completely eliminated recently, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with the emergence of Alexander Pavlovich. We talked about him on the main show, right? But um, and the way he's been playing and how excellent he's been playing, how physically he is for his for his young age, only 19. Um, and I mean, I wrote an article on Pavlovich in December and saying, um, here's a guy who could save Bayern Munich 17 million euros. And it yeah. very much, it continuously looks like that being the play, the the, the case, right? Because he, he is developing so quickly. Um and I think that is that is a fascinating development, but it also makes me think about something else, and that's Joshua Kimmich and what his future is going to be with the club. Because we can we get these rumors now, right? His contract is up in twenty twenty five, and um, 
ja, da ist das, 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 these murmurs of lack of appreciation. I, I think a lot of that has to do with Thomas Tuchel and how he has seen him in, in the transfer, uh, in the summer transfer window and this insistence of signing a number six and insisting that Kimmich isn't one. All of a sudden, Kimmich is being linked with like Barcelona, right? Um, I think that is, that is hugely interesting. And so, um, it makes you almost wonder if Bayern Munich are considering a complete rebuild of the midfield here. I mean, I, I, we have to also remember too that yeah, Musiala is playing in that role, but Thomas Müller has, he extended his year contract for one more year. That will be that, Stefan. You know, we won't see Thomas Müller beyond 2025. Um, and so... You know, that also means that that role is also available. Yeah, I mean, the Kimmich thing's really interesting and the Thomas Muller thing's really interesting too. <laughs> I actually think if Ramsey was to join Bayern, I think he'd be more similar to maybe someone like Leon Goretzka, to be perfectly uh, honest with you. That's a good point. Uh, a, a player who could definitely play as a box-to-box player, a player who can definitely be a more attacking player or a player who can slot in and play, put a shift in defensively if necessary. Um but, you know, you're absolutely right. There's, there's there's this kind of interesting kind of conundrum going on at, at Bayern right now where we've spent so long thinking, you know, can Hansi Flick re, you know, get the lightning back in the bottle that he discovered with Kimmich and Goretzka that year? Uh, can Jamal Musiala, not Jamal Musiala, can Julian Nagelsmann do it? Can Thomas Tuchel now do it? It's, it's as if Bayern have spent the last like two, three, four years just hoping that, you know, Kimmich and Goretzka would just kind of rekindle this incredible partnership. And, you know, they're doing fine. They're kind of treading water now. But like you said, you know, if it's not Pavlovich or if it's not Palina or if it's not uh, Gravenberg or, you know, if it's not someone else who they might mm. be trying to sign in the summer, there's so much time and effort and resources have kind of gone around skirting around these two players. And... Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, if, if someone like PSG was to come in and, and, and make a bid for, um, you know, Kimmich and, you know, if Goretzka... I mean, I don't think there's any idea of Goretzka moving on, but mm. if, if, if Kimmich in particular was yeah. to move on and, 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 and Tuchel can say, well, we've got Pavlovich there who can settle in and play that role, um, let's go out and sign another kind of number eight and move on this midfield, then it might be more appealing in the summer than it maybe was last summer. Um, and it might be more foreseeable um, to kind of imagine a post-Kimmich Bayern Munich team. But, you know, we're, we're, we're trading on rumours and gossip here, obviously. And, you know, we never know what could happen in the second half of the season. But, yeah, it certainly seems like Bayern are exploring midfield options for the future right now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. 
Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.